It's Sunday morning. Time for the great outdoors with Charlie Potter. Brought to you by the all-new Chevy Silverado and ChevyDriveChicago.com on Chicago's very own 720 WGN. Good morning. Welcome to the Great Outdoors Show. Charlie Potter, your host here on WGN Radio. And we have quite a show this morning. Last Sunday morning in February, we are going to be talking with Dr. Stan Garrett, who is a professor of wildlife ecology at The Ohio State University, and who also has been the longtime standing director of wildlife research at the Max McGraw Wildlife Foundation. Stan has been on the air with us over the years several times talking about coyotes and raccoons and predators and urban environments. And now, Stan, Dr. Garrett has produced and published an absolutely fabulous book. It's called Coyotes Among Us, written by Dr. Stan Garrett with the help of Carrie Luft of the Max McGraw Wildlife Foundation. It's published by um, McGraw Press. No, that's actually, I probably have that wrong. It's published by Flashpoint. And uh, Stan, thank you for being with us this morning. And you have written an incredible book uh, on coyotes. And and over the years, we have had you on the air talking about your research. But let's just start, Stan. First of all, thank you for being with us. Um, let's start with how did you become interested in the subject of coyotes? How many more years ago was that? You you know more about them than anyone in the world. Uh, well, 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 thanks, Charlie. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the kind words about the book. Um, it was a, a group effort <laughs> to pay off. There's a lot of good editors and publishers um, helping me along with that. But um, uh, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Um, my first experience with coyotes, I remember it. Um, I, I'll, I'll, I'll always remember it. Um, so I was born and raised in Kansas, which is a very rural environment um, in the southeastern part of the state. And uh, my father, was, I think I was around 10 or 11, my father and I uh, went on a father-son hike and camp out, just the two of us together um, on a uh, neighbor's um, a ranch. And we were hiking out there, and it seemed like we walked forever. I'm sure it was just not that far, but it seemed like forever. And we would see tracks or scat. And I would ask my father, what are these? And he would say, well, that's coyotes. And they're they're around here. And so for the rest of the hike, I, I looked for them. I could never see them. We we had a campfire that night. Again, just the two of us in the middle of nowhere. And I asked him again about coyotes. And he says, well, they're all around us. And my eyes got really big. And he said, well, uh, he said, yeah, they are. So, so let me call to them. So he called. And sure enough, at, at first one coyote responded, then another one. And then pretty soon we had at least. It seemed like we were surrounded. I don't remember how many, but there's many. And I just, uh, my jaw dropped. And, of course, I was scared and all that type, you know, that kind of thing. But um, that was my first experience with them was that the, these animals are all around and we couldn't see them. And then later on, um, as a teenager, we would go quail hunting quite a bit. And the, it was always great fun. That was a, kind of a, my favorite part of the hunt was when the bird dogs would flush coyotes out of nowhere and uh, try to, to chase them and coyotes always always escaped but anyway those are my early early thoughts of coyotes so from rural kansas you came to the metropolitan area of chicago came to work <laughs> yes. with the max mcgraw wildlife foundation after completing your degree and getting a doctorate and 
And then suddenly, not suddenly because these things don't happen overnight, but you became the preeminent authority in the world on coyotes. And, and if I'm not mistaken, as I've read this book, and it is, it is published by Flashpoint uh, Publishing, and of course, Dan, it's like everything these days, it's available on Amazon. And any of you listening, just go to Amazon and, and you'll be able to purchase the book. And Stan, I have to say, not only is the writing superb, but the pictures. The pictures are stunning. The photographs that you have in this book of coyotes in, in urban Chicago, uh, I mean, right downtown, and you have one during the pandemic of a coyote literally running right down the mag mile with not a car or a person in sight. It's, it's just incredible how you got these how you got these pictures. But let me ask, before we go there, um, the book, pretty clear, coyotes among us. They're, we're living with them. As I'm talking to you today, there's probably a coyote within 25 yards of where I'm sitting, and I have no idea where it is. What, what do you know about coyotes? Everything. But what do you know about what's taking place, and how have they adapted so well, and, and it, it, does that create problems for us? Sure. Well, um, the, the, the coyote story um, is a, a uniquely North American wildlife story. It's one of the most amazing wildlife stories um, in the last 100 years. And that's because uh, they've been able, in the, in, I guess, experiencing tremendous amount of adversity and persecution. They thrive under that. And um, all the larger predators largely disappeared because of efforts to extirpate them. Uh, coyotes um, experience the higher, highest levels of, of predation or uh, um, mortality, and yet they increase their number and increase their range. Now they're found uh, almost completely across North America um, and Central America, and they continue to, to grow and expand. And the last habitat was cities. And so in the last 20 to 25 years, coyotes have colonized virtually every major metropolitan area across the continent which is just amazing, uh, given that we are their primary predator. So um, that's uh, kind of the, the, the gist of the book. Uh, so we've been doing a, a long-term study of coyotes in the Chicago region. Uh, they began really making um, an appearance or increasing their numbers, we thought, in the late 1990s. And so in 2000, uh, we began a, what we thought would be a re- really quick study to answer some of those questions, like how do they live among us and what are the risks or the, the negative um, parts of that? And so what are the negative parts? Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not going to spoil the story of the book, um, but also I have to say, Stan, early on here in our, in our conversation, I think Cook County Forest Preserve District deserves an enormous amount of credit, do they not, for having made all this possible? They do. Um, yes, the Forest Reserve District and also Cook County Animal Control. Those are the two agencies that saw the need for, we needed information about this because no one saw this coming as far as coyotes moving in the cities. We didn't know what's the right response, what's, what should we tell the public, what should the public be doing. And so uh, they are the ones that have really been um, supporting this work um, in addition to um, the McGraw Foundation. So in terms of risks, um, they do, they are predators, and there are times when they will uh, conflict with us in terms of taking pets. Cats, outdoor cats are definitely going to be vulnerable, and in rare cases, dogs. And then, of course, the most extreme form would be when they actually bite a, a person. 
Fortunately, those are rare, but we hope to keep it that way. So coming back to Cook County for a second, when you approached Cook County and reached an agreement with them with the Max McGraw Wildlife Foundation years ago, this was breaking research, right? I mean, this has not been done and you're using technology. So for all the lampooning that that, that takes place in our part of the world of, of our government, Cook County deserves, uh, they were quite far, farsighted in this, were they not? Absolutely. In fact, not only that, but, um, you know, their support's been so tremendous. It's allowed us to do um, the groundbreaking research that has kind of formed the model that uh, people have used for other cities. So other cities are benefiting from this research, and there are other urban coyote research projects going on now that are um, kind of following the, the model that we built. So let's do this. Let's take a quick break, Stan. When we come back, I have two questions I want to make sure we cover. How has the technology changed? You've been doing this now for almost 25 years, actually longer. But how has the technology changed that you're using? And then what's the takeaway? And again, I don't want to spoil your book, Coyotes Among Us, by Stan Garrett with Kerry Luft uh, as the editor, published by Flashpoint. I don't want to spoil the, the storyline, but but I, I'd be great if you could cover some of the things we should be thinking about or at least be aware of with, with coyotes when we come back. And we're visiting with Dr. Stan Garrett of Ohio State University and the Max McGraw Wildlife Foundation talking about his newly published book, Coyotes Among Us. This is Charlie Potter on the Outdoor Voice of Chicago and America, 720 WGN. And first, a message from our longtime sponsors, the Northwest Indiana and Chicagoland Chevrolet dealers. Hiking, camping, and hunting, it's all an adventure in the great outdoors, but nature can be tough. You need to be ready for anything and everything. Chevy Silverado is built to handle the toughest conditions and get you everywhere you want to go worry-free. Silverado's designed to handle the big jobs. It's built for the great outdoors. With over 13,000 pounds of towing capacity and trailering sway control, Silverado can haul the biggest loads on the roughest roads and keep you cool as a Sunday drive. With eight available cameras and up to 14 different views, it can spot trouble before it gets to you. That's peace of mind. And when you're ready for the backcountry, Chevy Silverado 1500 ZR2 owns the off-road. You name it, we run over it. No wonder it's Motor Trend's 2023 four-wheeler pickup truck of the year. So see your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealer or go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and check out a Chevy Silverado. It's freedom to explore the great outdoors. It's Charlie Potter and the Great Outdoors on Chicago's very own 720 WGN. Welcome back to the Great Outdoors show. Charlie Potter, your host here on WGN Radio, visiting with Dr. Stan Garrett of The Ohio State University, a professor of wildlife ecology and also the longtime head of the Max McGraw Wildlife Foundation's Wildlife Research uh, Center. Stan, you've published this book, as I mentioned before the break, Coyotes Amongst Among Us by Flashpoint, the publisher. Uh, you've written this book. Before we took the break, I said there were be a couple questions I absolutely wanted to ask you. So let me ask you, the first is about technology. Technology has changed radically since you began this work. How has it benefited you from when you first started? If I remember interviewing you years ago, you talked about driving around in a pickup truck with a big antenna out the top and people didn't know what you were doing and the police were being called and you would travel into these neighborhoods at night, you know, with, with a listening device. How's the world changed for you? 
<laughs> well, that was that's a very good memory, Charlie. Because yes, that's one of the challenges of trying to radio track these animals is uh, we have to go where they go, and uh, they've been moving further and further into the city, which means that yes, as in the old days, or, and then we still do it today. Uh, we still follow a, a certain number of animals the traditional way with an antenna off the top of a truck, but we do draw a lot of attention when we do that. And there's certain places uh, where we, you know, it's difficult for us to get to. So to overcome some of those obstacles, we're using GPS technology, just like the GPS in your car or um, your phone. Uh, we're able to use callers that interact with the satellites and let the satellites do the tracking of the animals. And this has been really important for us so that we can understand where the coyotes are going and, and how they're moving in the most urbanized, the, the most intensively um, developed parts of Chicago, parts that we can't really get to physically, but the satellites can. So can't get to physically. Coyotes, um, as I literally, as I'm talking to you here, I'm sure there's a coyote within a couple hundred feet of where I'm sitting right downtown here in Chicago. Um, where do they live? You, you, we don't see them. You know, we see them in Lincoln Park or we see them in the parks or the lakefront. Occasionally you see them dashing down to the street. But but where, since they're amongst us, where do they live and where do they breed? <laughs> I know. Uh, so that was our big question, too. And uh, so it turns out that there's no simple answer to that. What I can say is that there's a lot of nooks and crannies um, across even the downtown area and Lakeshore Drive and that type of thing. Little areas that you wouldn't even notice. You, you, you walk or drive past it, you don't give it a second thought. It could be a little retention pond, or it could be a ditch with a, um, a little bit of vegetation growing in it, or it could be a parking lot that has, um, um, I guess, like a layer of dirt underneath the concrete that allows the animals to to uh, hide underneath. Um, so it, it could be literally anywhere that could be there hiding and then coming out at night to uh, to do their thing. So to do their thing, they're primarily nocturnal. What do coyotes eat? I know they they are they will get they will do damage to cats, which as you and I have talked about, there are lots of feral cats, and that's not a bad thing. And they eat right. rodents. Um, that's their primary diet? Or do they go through the garbage like raccoons? What do they eat? Right. Well, we thought that they would have to eat our garbage to be able to live in the city or at least in the, you know, the city in the, the higher suburbs. But uh, we've been able to use some of that technological um, development that we were talking about just a minute ago. One of the things that's come along since we began our study was a thing called stable isotopes, which is just a, a chemical analysis of body tissue. And so what we do with the coyotes is we snip a whisker from each coyote we capture, and we can analyze that whisker to look at their diet. And uh, this has opened up whole windows into their lifestyle because uh, the diet of the coyote explains a lot about their behavior, explains a lot about their relationship to us. And uh, the big question is, like, how much human food is in their diet? And it turns out that um, there, are, there are some coyotes in the population that have the same diet as you and I do. So they're eating cheeseburgers, french fries, donuts, that type of thing. But they're in the minority. The majority of them are still eating some of the natural prey, even in some of the really developed areas. So, for example, you said that you're downtown. Well, 
uh, Coyote 748 was an alpha male coyote living on Lakeshore Drive right by Soldier Field. His diet that we could tell based on the, his whiskers was 100% rabbit. And in fact, we could confirm that when we would follow him um, at night and he was chasing rabbits. So rabbits are actually more common than what a lot of people realize around the city and especially on the north side. Wow. So what, we've got a couple of minutes left. What are some of the biggest surprises you've had as you've done, you now you're almost 25 years of research on coyotes in urban areas? Uh, yeah, so that's a great question. And, and there's so many that we don't have time for all of them. Um, and, and they still continue. So that's one of the, the, the really interesting and fun things about this is that every time we think we learn something about these animals, we find out that there's so much we don't know. But a couple quick things. One, there's just, there were many, there's many more coyotes living among us than what we thought. And we don't realize that until we actually put radio collars on them and are able to actually document their presence. So that's one big uh, surprise. And the other big surprise is that their survival rates are so high in the city that that's part of the reason why their population has increased. And part of that is due to the fact that they are very good at crossing roads and they understand our traffic patterns. And so they can adjust their, their road crossings based on uh, the traffic uh, patterns they observe. So you mean they're looking at a red light and that means don't go and they look at a green light and that means cross the street? Um, not exactly. You're close, though. So they're not using the light itself, we don't believe, because they probably can't see the green light anyway. Um, but they would see it as a white light. But what they do know is that on a street that has those street lights, the traffic will stop at some point. So all they have to do is wait long enough, and then eventually the traffic stops, and then they can they can carefully cross the road. Um, if they don't have that, then they're going to have to scurry across as fast as they can once there's a certain break in the in the traffic. But they have to wait for the break to go. They can't just wait for the traffic to stop. Oh, my gosh. Stan, I think we need to do at least one more radio show. Unfortunately, we're out of time. Can you, in 10 seconds, 10 seconds, say what's the number one thing we should be thinking about? Uh, Just as we go forward, um, there's still some things that we need to learn about how we're going to coexist with them. And so uh, we need to keep working to figure out what the best uh, strategies are. Well, thank you, Dr. Stan Garrett. Your book, Coyotes Among Us, just out from Flashpoint. It's fabulous. Thanks for being with us, Stan. We'll talk more soon and for sharing your thoughts on urban coyotes, because indeed, everyone, they do live amongst us. No matter where you live, you have a coyote close by. This is Charlie Potter on the Outdoor Voice of Chicago and America, 720 WGN.